Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside three ball, bam! Onions, baby onions! Zach Levine in the Bulls! Your number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories. Levine to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three. The rookie! The Pumpa! What a shot! Host Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 score scope. Yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human foreburn. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. Bulls bird of free league ghost. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. And get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, I'm not. You can just see the vibe. And these guys are men. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Pass to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh, my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck. I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley. Along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck and at Locked on Bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us at 331-979-1369. Matt, welcome back. Um, On brighter circumstances, I would say, yes. Uh, With a Bulls win last night against Miami, uh, it was not fun coming back doing... It was fun coming back always doing an episode with you, but coming back and having to to do that in the fashion that we did on Sunday was not fun. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that episode. But what's going on, man? How are you? Jordan, what's up, buddy? Uh, What's up, Bulls Nation? Great work on the Valentine stuff in the uh, Bernstein and Rahimi show Monday morning. That was awesome, man. Denzel uh, gave us the gold. That's uh, yes. like very much like here. Denzel just gives us the gold, and uh, right. he creates the content for us. He is he is the basketball playing goose that lays the golden egg of just ridiculousness. Um, yeah, it was nice to see the Bulls bounce back and get a win. Uh, they got they caught a little bit of a break, you know. Uh, Iguodala and Kendrick Nunn, who both played pretty significant roles in the Heat win Saturday, both sat out this game Monday night. Uh, so the Bulls, you know, took advantage of that. And we talked a lot about the rotations and Billy Donovan going big against this very small Heat team on Saturday, and that kind of backfiring. It was the you know a flip of the script on Monday. Donovan doubles down and continues to play that big lineup, especially late in that close game where he's got Lowry, Tice, Vooch, Thad, three of those four on the floor at all times. Um, and, and kudos to Donovan for doing some really good offense-defense switching in like the last two minutes when it was, you know, possession, possession, possession. Uh, but a, a good response from the Bulls who just absolutely pounded the heat inside and got a win that they desperately needed. It's funny. We just talked about that too on Sunday. We were kind of questioning. We were like, I don't know, is he giving him one last shot with Thad to see if Thad can still close out games at a high level? And again, the fourth quarter wasn't Thad's fault. That last minute of the game where the Bulls lost on Saturday was not Thad's fault. But our question was more so, why do you got the dude that's got the second worst defensive rating individually over these six games in closing (laughs) games, you know? So especially when Markkanen was knocking down shots in that fourth. So it was nice to see a little bit of a change too. But like you said, without a couple of their key contributors, it's hard to really tell if this was a, a bona fide win for the Bulls, but nonetheless, we needed it. 
Well, you definitely needed it, and the Wizards also gave you a little bit of help because they dropped their first game in forever. Their their winning streak ended it last night. It took overtime. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, crazy. That that team is crazy. What, what Westbrook's doing has been crazy. 147 um, to 145? Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, that that's an epic score right there. But so the Bulls gained a full game of ground against Washington, and the, I mean, I just liked so much about the way that the Bulls closed that game because they made key plays on both ends. Uh, you, you mentioned Lowry; he knocked down a big three late in that game to put it uh, to a two-possession lead. He also had a big key defensive rebound, which you don't really expect from Lowry, despite the fact that the dude's seven freaking feet tall. Daniel Tice was all over the place on both ends of the floor, making key buckets, making key passes, blocks, rebounds, grabbing loose balls. And, um, you know, and and also kudos to Kobe White, who made some big plays down the stretch late, too. It was just like a good win where instead of collapsing on either end of the floor, they like stuck together on both ends of the floor and they made big plays. They need they made those effort plays that you need to make late in close games that kind of the Miami Heat were known for with their play in the bubble last summer. Like they were the scrappy team that they just made the most big plays, the key plays late in games to get wins. The Bulls did that to them last night. Like you were talking about too, the lineup was a little bit different. Like throwing Ariza out there, throwing Bam out there. Like Bam was the only guy really going for rebounds. Like Ariza can, he's a three and D guy and can grab you five or six rebounds. But I think the important thing that everybody was sort of, focusing on was the fact that Vooch and Tice were all over the boards all night last night combined for like 25 rebounds that being said though like look at the lineup that they had out there like if you can't get rebounds over a four wing one point guard or three wing one point guard one center lineup and you've got three bigs out there I don't know what you're doing so I do give them credit though attacking the attacking rebounds and same thing with Kobe man I know some people wanted to gloss over it or laugh at it earlier when I mentioned it a month or two ago, especially when he was struggling with the shooting. That's come back into play, though. Like, him doing the little things is just part of his game now, which is awesome. He had five rebounds atop his six assists. So even on a bad shooting night, he still looked in control, still looked confident. And him matching up with Butler, too, these last two games on critical possessions, I give him a lot of credit for him because he's sticking tough. Butler's an extremely, extremely hard guy to guard, especially now, man. He just draws a foul whenever. Him and Trey Young draw fouls whenever. So I give Kobe White credit for all the little things he's doing around his good shooting, even though he didn't show it necessarily last night. Yeah, and there was one part of Kobe's game in particular that I want to give him credit for and also give Donovan credit for uh, as we continue to break down this win. First, though, Jordan wanted to remind our listeners that they – if they aren't using Bet Online already, they should be. BetOnline.ag, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, pun, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week, tons of sports action on the go. The NFL draft is on. Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. All of those are available for your betting pleasure. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sport betting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. 
head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And with promo code locked on, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So sign up, make an account at Bet Online. So you start off with a hundred dollar first deposit, they'll give you an extra 50 bucks. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, promo code locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by Locker Room. We were on Locker Room on Sunday, Matt, and it was a lot of fun. We had people interacting with us, uh, just kind of wanting to, I don't know, be depressed Bulls fans together as we watched Denzel Valentine chuck up a shot on Saturday. But it was fun to react and do a little bit of extra mailbag as well. Uh, You brought to my attention that Locker Room is now testing out a beta version of their app, which is awesome before it was only available to iOS users. So now our weekly chats of Locker Room will be available for both iOS and Android users. Where my Android people at? Late Shout to the- out Zach Guilford. He was throwing me shade after the episode where I was repping the Android people and you were giving me crap for it. The green bubble people. The, the, the green bubble. The green people? bubble yeah. people. You're the, you're part of the green bubble people. But that's okay. We love you nonetheless. Uh, go Shout to- out Zach Guilford. Come to the light, man. You're on the dark side. <laughs> no blue bubbles forever. Uh, Go download the free Locker Room app right now. Uh, You can join us for our weekly chats. We do them every single week. Uh, It's fun. Honestly, we appreciate everybody who's been joining us. Uh, Having discussion throughout the episode, I think, entertains people, too, who are catching the episode maybe later in the day through our podcast feed or here on YouTube. Uh, But go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices in the beta version on Android. Be sure to create a profile link to your Twitter. Join the NBA group for... For the latest league updates, I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms besides just the NBA rooms or Locked On Bulls room uh, from your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to see you all of you on the app. For everybody who's been joining us so far, thank you again. Be doing a locker room later this week. Download the locker room app today. Locker room changing the way we talk about sports. So, Jordan, um, we were just talking about Kobe White and the solid game that he had. Another tough shooting night um, and another good response where it's a night where he starts out cold and then makes some big plays in the second half after a poor first half. As you mentioned, he did have six assists and compiling on his assists. I wanted to talk about the way that he and Thad played a little mini slip screen game at times last night, which contributed to Thad having his classic near triple double kind of night. Thad had eight assists last night. We saw before these trades a lot of Thad Young operating from that high post, that pocket passing high post position where he'll just come and set a shallow screen and then almost slip right back away from it to get that pass from his point guard and he'll kick it out to an open corner three or somebody makes a cut to the basket and Thad with his great passing ability, a nice bounce pass, a no-look pass, whatever, for an easy layup or an easy dunk. We stopped seeing that after the Vooch trade and the Tice and all these other pieces that Donovan was kind of shuffling around. But it was one of the most effective parts of the Bulls offense for the first half of this season. And you saw them go back to it several times last night where Thad would bring his man up when Kobe was bringing the ball up because Kobe had been struggling, dealing with some traps, dealing with some pressure as soon as he crossed that half-court line in some of these recent games when he's been back as the starting point guard. But that little two-man game that turns into a three-man game where Thad just sets a little bit of a screen, slips it right away, and Kobe just lobs him a pass to the high pocket passing area of the high post, and then Thad can spray it out or dish it to a cutter. That was working like clockwork last night, and I'm glad to see that Billy Donovan went back to that. 
I'm with you on that too. I was actually surprised. I was looking at the advanced analytics for this Bulls team. I was surprised to see Daniel Tice too have a three to one assist to turnover ratio. So he doesn't turn the ball over as much either, which I think goes to your point about Thad. Like even if Thad can't do that, what he was doing early on in the season with Zach, and we just saw it last night with Kobe. I don't know if that's going to be a consistent thing just because we talk about his energy and is he able to give us everything he's got over the last two weeks. It hasn't been good. That being said, I think Vooch being a little bit more comfortable in this system, same thing with Tice. Those are two passing bigs, man. So I'm hoping that they're seeing what that has been successful with Kobe White and even Zach Levine once he returns. Seeing the success they're having together, they notice that and say, hey, you know what? I'm a pretty good passer. And same thing with Vooch. Vooch stepped up and had five assists in the first half. Yes, uh, last game. So they need to realize that this offense, until they get an actual pure point guard, is going to mainly have to be run through those bigs. And those bigs are going to be an important part of the passing game as well. That was a really good point. I think the other thing, Matt, is the defense, too. We touched on it slightly with Kobe, Lowry, and even Patrick Williams. But can you believe that those three guys have an individual defensive rating or in the top three for the Bulls over this seven-game stretch without Zach? Like, we need to give some credit to Lowry Markkinen and Kobe White for stepping up their defense. P. Will just does his thing, but those two guys especially used to get clobbered and criticized left and right for their defense, so they've stepped it up without Levine, so they deserve some credit too. do, and I mean, I, I still think it's it's weird and not ideal to see Lowry playing significant minutes at the three where you're asking him to guard Jimmy Butler. Like, we saw that on Saturday, and we saw it more on Monday night. And I just – and Donovan obviously was asked about it uh, after, I think, the Saturday game, saying, like, I can't remember which, you know, member of the Bulls beat asked him, but essentially, like, so, I noticed that you're, you know, you're having Lowry guard threes out there. What's that about? And Donovan basically said, well, yeah, based on the rotation we have, like, I want to get Lowry minutes and playing him at the three at times if the match – allows it if the matchups allow it is a way to get him more minutes because guess what Lowry is now fourth on the depth chart of bigs on this team Vooch Tice Thad and then Lowry so if you want him to still play some minutes for this team even if he's gone next season you gotta do that sometimes but I'm sorry you know whether it's Jimmy Butler or or even not a Jimmy Butler caliber player Lowry can't guard threes in this league he just can't so I mean, it's a give and take of there are some people on this team who have stepped up their defensive effort and capability in this recent stretch of games, and good for them on that. But you did also see last night Donovan, and I mentioned it at the top of the show, was doing offense-defense switches at every dead ball. Like, the Bulls got a big defensive rebound. Miami fouled him. He took Lowry out, and he took Vooch out, and he put um, Thad and P-Dub in for the ensuing heat possession between the free throws. And I think he did that like three or four times in the final 90 seconds. So, you know, like at least there's that people questioning Billy Donovan's coaching ability and rotations recently. We wouldn't even see Jim Boylan make offense defense switches in between possessions, like at the, the final minutes of a tight game. Like he couldn't even manage that. So yay, Billy Donovan offense defense switches during dead balls of a tight game. Boylan couldn't, manages timeouts <laughs> i mean remember when he ran out of timeouts with with six minutes left against milwaukee like 
how do you do that? So I'm with you, man. I it didn't was, mean to bring up Jim. I'm sorry. It's just like <laughs> every time every, what we used to have versus what we have now. It, it, it's see, it's taken us a full seat, almost a full season. And we still can't get, he will never not be a part of whatever this era we call bulls basketball is. He just, he will never not be a part of it because it's looking back at the bad times. So hopefully the good times are ahead. The one thing that I was going to say to your point there was to actually see Billy Donovan making adjustments in the fourth quarter, not letting things happen and then reacting, he was doing things uh, proactively, and I thought that was awesome. I think leaving Valentine too too long into the game, especially in that fourth quarter, granted he knocked down a bunch of shots, granted he knocked down a bunch of shots, and there was reason, definitely reason to keep him in there. Um, he went with the he went the other way. He went with a different strategy, and it ended up working out. So it was, that's a good catch, too. I did not really notice those four or five switches late in the last 90 seconds. I'm about to go back and watch that, because if that's true, man, that's mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what we were just talking about and criticizing. Those adjustments were made. Like you said, Boylan wouldn't have made those. He would have been, no, we're going to do it my way. So that's awesome. I mean, because you brought it up, <laughs> let's just let's just acknowledge the fact that Denzel only took one shot on Monday night. He shouldn't have taken One any shot. My guy, Big Dave, uh, was texting me during the game before we hopped on hot mic. Uh, and he was like, did you guys notice that on some possession, like Daniel Tice, who did have six assists, five assists um, in this game, five assists in this game, at one point appeared to look over to a wide open Denzel behind the three-point line and then look the other way and then move the ball the other direction. I mean, come on. Dude, did you see Denzel's Instagram after the win on Monday night? It was like a picture of him and some of his teammates walking off the floor at a timeout, and it was like squad heart emoji, like bicep emoji. And it it made me just die laughing because it was like Denzel probably was getting side-eye from all of his teammates on Saturday night after taking that ludicrous shot. And there he is on Instagram being like, see – my teammates and I are still cool. They still love me. We love each other. This is my squad. <laughs> one shot. And that was one shot too many. He rolled the dice. He didn't realize what the outcome was going to be when he when and he, he did miss that shot. You make that shot, that probably what elevates you in free agency this summer. But at least people are talking about you in a positive light. Somewhat. One one shot? No. No, me and you don't. No, me and you don't think that way. But we're talking about Denzel here. Denzel is very confident in himself. If he's looking to build himself up for free agency, that shot is big for him. That's part of the highlight reel. You go and show when you're trying to court teams in free agency, man. That's a shot you show people. I'm just no, saying. He's gonna go start his own big three team for the big three <laughs> tournament and sign himself to a max contract on his own team. That, that's the Denzel confidence paying off. You know where he would benefit once he decides basketball, at least playing, is no longer for him? Maybe go join his brother on the bench, man. At least he'd be a good coach. He, he would be a great coach. Um, Thank you. Not yeah, you. I've been, say, not I've, been saying you. That, I've been saying that since the rumors <laughs> of his brother taking over for uh, Porter Moser at Loyola first started. Before he was even named the head coach, I was like, cool, bye, Denzel. Go help your brother coach Loyola. 
Uh, that that being said, I don't even know how we got onto Denzel, but if anything, the Bulls adjusted and they pulled out a win, and now we can at least talk for maybe another week, Matt, about the Bulls hanging around in this playoff spot, but we got to still monitor the Wizards. I thought the Wizards would get their ass kicked last night, and like we just talked about, they took it all the way to overtime with the Spurs, and the Spurs needed everything they could possibly yeah. get just to beat them. So, uh, And at some point this week, we need to uh, talk about Daniel Gafford because he Dude. is absolutely destroying he is uh i think the wizards are 10 and 2 in games that he has played or 11 and 2 something like that 10 and 2 big minutes big minutes off the bench man um you just see how he's getting love on like national nba podcast like you were talking about him on the beginning of the hoop collective from yesterday and yeah, dude, there, there's Gafford stands coming out of the woodwork again. Hold that thought for a second because I want to go back to it just because I brought it up. Before we do that, before we talk a little bit more about Gafford and maybe take a look at the what the rest of the week looks like for this Bulls team, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com I saw the quote from Gafford after they won, not not yesterday, but the a couple days ago, the day maybe the day before, and he said it just feels like we're all one big happy family. To that point, though, amazing to see what happens to players when they join a system that fits their strengths. Mm-hmm. The Wizards are running and gunning, and they have one of the best passers in basketball in Russ Westbrook. You have that, Gafford's going to get you 20 easy. Russell Westbrook being on the Bulls with Gafford, he would have got 20 easy as well. Right. The Bulls didn't have that guy. And I think I've seen a lot of Wizards people on Twitter in the last two weeks saying, like, man, this this Gafford guy is who this team has been missing and needing for, like, a decade. Haven't had that just, like, tough dude. Um, And the Bulls Bulls benefited from Gafford's play on the defensive end, certainly with, like, the shot blocking and rim protection. But – defensively he's limited as far as the amount of ground he can cover and and perimeter defense we know that offensively as you just pointed out the bulls never really had a guard who was capable of unleashing the offensive potential of daniel gafford and and we're seeing that in washington and and i'm happy for him um like i I think he probably felt like he got a fresh start like his all his teammates did when ak and eversley and donovan all came in and the bulls cleaned house I think it's fair to say that Gafford didn't love his rookie year where he wasn't getting minutes. He gets minutes because of whatever X, Y, and Z reasons, has a monster game against the Eastern Conference leading Bucks, and gets benched in the fourth quarter for no explicable reason and then, again, just disappears from Boylan's rotation. He gets back out there. He, he twists his ankle badly. He's writhing on the court in pain, and his coach is ignoring him. Like, there are a million examples of Gafford having a pretty rough rookie year. And even though maybe he was starting to turn a corner, it's still not like he was getting a lot of time uh, unless Wendell was hurt this season. So, again, happy for him. All the best. Um, 
Meanwhile, what what's Hutz been doing with with the Wizards? Is he, he playing a lot of big big minutes for him? TBD, TBD, to be determined for him. You're right. I'm, fast. <laughs> I, I'm having I'm having this weird like I'm having this weird epiphany about him and about Gafford and Carter as you were talking right there. It makes me realize that the Bulls weren't a defensive minded coach or coach defensive minded team. And they weren't an offensive-minded team, which I think contributed to Carter and Gafford's eventual failure. And I wouldn't really call it a failure with the Bulls. But you look at Orlando's now, with their blowing it up, they're more of a defensive-focused team than they are an offensive-focused team. And you look at Washington, they'll let you score 150 on you, but you better be able to stop them because they're going to score 145 on you. It's funny how guys go to places where their strengths are met with the style of play and instantly they become better players. It, it Between Carter and Gafford going to two different situations and having relatively a, a decent amount of success early, it's good to see that, man. And same thing on Gafford's point. He didn't really get a chance to struggle and play through mistakes like he's. I think he's getting with Washington just because Washington doesn't have any other options. And the Bulls didn't have an option to give him a chance to make mistakes. Like They were trying to set groundwork of a winning culture, and you can't do that when you've got a guy going in there and fouling four times in 90 seconds. Like You can't let guys play through those mistakes. So I don't know. Does that make sense, though? Like With Orlando and, and Washington and Gafford and Carter, that's just kind of how I thought of it, about it now. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes plenty of sense. A lot of time you see a guy just need a, a, a change of scenery and maybe a system that fits his skill set, his set of traits uh, on either or both ends of the floor better than the the system that he's in to start that season. And, you know, you can see them really bloom in, in, in ways. Like, I, I think the, oh my gosh, look how good Wendell stuff was like right after the trade when he had a few games was a little you know over the top oh 100 i think gafford because the wizards have been winning inexplicably this crazy stretch of games that nobody saw coming is getting a little bit more attention that he would if he was playing like that in losses like he was with the bulls but yeah i, I think on the whole it's it's good to see both of them make those changes and um you know who knows we we might be seeing it terrifies me to say it. We might be seeing the same from Lowry wherever he ends up next season. Oh, uh, Jordan, b- before we get out of here, we've got a big matchup on deck tomorrow night. Bulls against Taj, Rose, and the Tibbs Knicks, who did just see their losing streak come to or winning streak come to an end, just like the Wizards, with a hard fought loss to the Suns on Monday night. But they had won their previous nine games. N- no, like amazingly. Uh, difficult opponents in that nine-game winning streak. They played the Raptors twice. They played the Hornets. They played the Pelicans twice. They played the Mavs, who always played down to their competition. They played the AD and LeBronless Lakers, uh, and then Grizzlies and Hawks were the other two. So, like, not like a murderer's row to say, "Wow, they won all nine of those games." But still, a nine-game winning streak in the NBA is not nothing. So, Tibbs. And his Knicks are getting a lot of love as we get ready for that matchup with them tomorrow. Dude, and that team plays defense too. Like, oh, oh, oh a Tom Thibodeau team <laughs> would never have guessed. But you look at how quickly that changed in one year, man. RJ Barrett too. Not enough people are talking about him, dude. Next year is 
I get it. Three years out is usually your breakout year, but he is going to be unbelievable next year next to Randall. Randall's sort of breaking out as his star year this year. That team is a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch. Like outside of this Bulls team, I have a couple teams that I like to monitor all season long. The Knicks have been one of them. The Hornets have been another for me. Just two different styles of play and a lot of fun to watch. That being said, is this going to be sort of like what Jimmy does when he plays the Bulls after leaving here is where he misses big shots relatively? Like He's missed three game winners or damn near game winners against the Bulls on other teams now in his career after leaving here. Is D-Rose going to just drop like 25 or 30 on us again? Because that seems like what he does very, very often every time he visits. Well, this game's at MSG tomorrow well, night. Isn't plays it? the Bulls. Okay. Uh, yeah. It it is at Madison Square Garden. But yeah. Um, I mean, if D Rose hits a game winner against us, I, dude, it'll be awesome. Like I, I don't. I'm not the Rose hater that a lot of Bulls Twitter thinks that I am. Um, and I'm, it's awesome to see him having a resurgent season yet again after another trade. And he's reunited with Tibbs, and he's reunited with Taj. Like. There's so much about that storyline for Rose this year that you have to just absolutely love. If if he and the Knicks beat us, yeah, I, I'll be happy for him. I really will. But you mentioned the the duo of Barrett and Randall and how they might really be on the cusp of becoming a lethal one-two punch. This is this is Randall's breakout year. Maybe it's around the corner for Barrett. Um, you hope that they continue to to develop their games and we'll, we'll see what happens with the Knicks in the playoffs. As of right now, they are in a dead heat uh, with Atlanta for that fourth seed and home court in the first round and avoiding the play in, in the East. A lot of Chicago bulls fans got sick of how many minutes Tibbs played his guys and not just bulls fans media in this city started questioning Tibbs' methods. Uh, his bosses clearly started questioning his methods Jordan, I uh, I quizzed my guys Big David John at the end of Outcast last night. I'm going to give you the same quiz right now. Without looking at the box score, can you guess the combined minutes that those two, Randall and Barrett, played last night in their loss to Phoenix? I'm going to guess 71. 83. Holy crap. 83. Randall played 38 minutes and Barrett played 45 I mean, is that classic Tibbs or what? <laughs> Dude, you're trying to make the playoffs. You're trying to make the playoffs and win. You're doing anything you can to get there. So, Phoenix, you need everything to beat that team, too. Holy crap, though. Yeah. That's 40-plus minutes each guy. Like, that's wild. I mean, I'm pretty sure those two are each in the top five in the season in minutes per game this season. It's not as wild as having a guy, a, a superstar, a year off of a devastating injury play 51 minutes and then have to miss two weeks. Cough, cough, Steve Nash. Idiot. Like, <laughs> how do you play KD 51 minutes and then not expect him to have to yeah. sit out? The, the Nets big three have played, what, like six games together this season? <laughs> Seriously. So I digress, but yeah, it should be a fun matchup. And yeah, let's hope D-Rose doesn't have a D-Rose versus the Bulls type of night where he drops 20 or 25 and looks like a stud. 
Um, Bulls need a win against this Knicks team. They desperately need a win. Hit us up with your reaction. 331-979-1369. Drop your text, your voicemails. Anything you got for us, 331-979-1369. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces. Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.